T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back, Sports Auto. Mike Max, Sid Hartman, Dave Warner back next week. Always pleased to be joined by Glenn Mason, uh, obviously uh, working for the Big Ten Network now. And uh, Coach, thank you for joining us. You know, you, I, I got to ask you, you, you know, Kevin Warren is somebody I'm sure you know. We've gotten to know over here the, the Minnesota Vikings, and now he's going to be the commissioner of the Big Ten. If you were to sit down with him and, and for an hour and, and he said, what do I need to know about the Big Ten? Because you're plugged in uh, at a different level there. What, 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 would you, what would you tell him right now in 2019? Hello? Are you there? I lost you for oh. a second. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I, I was just saying, Kevin. I, I, Kevin Warren. I, I got the drift of it. Yeah. yeah I, I think that uh, the hire of Kevin, Kevin Warren for the Big Ten commissioner is a spectacular hire. I think it's going to lead us in, into a new age. I think Jim Delaney did a fabulous job. But there's so many issues out there that are pending, uh, mostly around the, the student athlete. Uh, you know. Do you pay the student athlete? Do you give them more money? How do you protect the student athlete? And I think there's challenges there, too, because uh, you look at uh, uh, Big Ten football and you look at across the country, college football is great. Uh, entertainment is in uh, the, uh, the attendance is dropping across the board for, I think, a variety of reasons. But it's a good hire, but I think he's got some challenges. Sid? I've always been picking to go for for sixth place in the Big Ten. What do you think of that? Well, you know, first of all, I think that uh, this year that the West Division, the Big Ten Conference, could be best described as the wild, wild West. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any clear-cut favorite. And uh, I think that, you know, you could put me in a position and say, okay, you know, make a case for why – Minnesota should be favored, or why Iowa should be favored, or why uh, uh, Wisconsin should be favored, or Nebraska favored, or Northwestern uh, be favored. And I think you can make a compelling argument for, you know, all those teams. So I think it'll be a very interesting year. You know, I, Northwestern apparently got a quarterback from Clemson that transferred in there. Uh, they lost some good players last year. They're always well coached. What, what can you tell us about Northwestern? Because they're, they're always an X factor, and you're, and you're never at the end. They're somehow they're always competitive. Yeah, I was asked yesterday, Mike, if I thought that uh, on one of the shows I just got back from Chicago, if uh, you know if Purdue is being o- overlooked or they're being disrespected in the West. I said no. The team if Yes, me's being being disrespected is Northwestern. They won the West Division by three games last year. Yeah, three games. I mean, let's face it: if Iowa had done it, Wisconsin would have done it. They would have described it as total domination. Yep. Well, they did it by three games. They've won fifteen of their last sixteen Big Ten conference <laughs> games. Are you kidding me? You know, and you know the only thing that happens with Pat Fitzgerald, the coach of. Northwestern and the Wildcats, they just fly over under the radar, and lately they just win. 
And uh, they asked him about it after the media days. How do you uh, feel about being picked fourth in the West Division? He said, oh, I really enjoy us always being picked that low this time of year. We'll see what happens. So I think he likes where they're picked. What do you think of this new rule where the guys can transfer and be eligible right away? Well, I got mixed emotions on it, uh, Sid. I think that's a great question. You know, uh, you, you look at it, coaches can always move, and they don't have to sit out a year. So if things change for a player, you know, if there's a coaching change or all of a sudden he's, you know, he's not going to be able to play, he's not as good as everybody thought he could, why shouldn't he be able to transfer and play right away? You know, there's a limit how long you you have eligibility. The other side of that, though, I really worry about – um, tampering with players, you know, where all of a sudden the coaches out there or whatever, they, they look around and they see that a guy is, uh, you know, is a second team or someplace, and they think, well, maybe come to our place. So they, they kind of get the word through the back channels that, hey, you know, if you want to come to our place, you got a scholarship, and there a guy goes. So, uh, you know, I think there's good things about it, but I think there's some, you know, really problems that no one's really thought about or discussed and uh, it'll probably come to the surface sooner or later. Nebraska picked it up at the end of last season, and they've got a talented quarterback and, and obviously athletic and a new coach. Do you, do you, are they ascending, or are they what right now, do you think? Well, I think they, they're getting better. They couldn't go any place but get better. You know, yeah. The thing about the rich tradition of the Nebraska program, do I think they'll ever get back to the way they were in the 90s with Tom Osborne? I don't really think so. It's a, it's a different bird being in the Big Ten than it was in the old, you know, Big Eight. But a lot of people are picking Nebraska. The media picked Nebraska, I think, you know, for three reasons. You know, one, they're Nebraska. Two, uh, Scott Frost is the coach, and he's a great reputation, what he did at Central Florida. And three, they got a world-class quarterback in Adrian Martinez. The problem is no one's talking about their defense. Their defense has not been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like 12th in the league last year, and it's been a long, long, long time since they played uh, black shirt defense out in Nebraska. And I think people are just assuming they're going to get better. Well, if they're going to reach those lofty goals of winning the West Division, they better get uh, better in a hurry. In general, when you try to improve your defense, do you, do you, is it just an all-out recruiting effort, or do you have to take offensive players and put them on defense that are more athletic that maybe you don't want to give up, but you have to do that? It, 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 I know there's no easy quick fix, but what, what's the best way to go about trying to build a defense? Well, I, I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head. Either you got to recruit really good defensive players, or you better put enough talent on defense, even if you have to rob Peter to pay Paul and take him off the offense. You know, offensively, you get to dictate where the ball's going, if you get my drift. So if you're really weak on the left side of your offensive line, well, just run to the right then, you know, or whatever it may be. Defense, man, you got to be able to protect everything because you know those offenses are going to come at you, you know, where you're weak. So, you, you know, you have to have a good front seven, but you better be awful good on the back end also. You've seen him as Spielman kid play for Nebraska. He's quite a football player. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I know that uh, that family quite well. Uh, I recruited his uh, his uncle way back in the day when I was at Ohio State. Chris Spielman. He was as fine a high school football player 
that I've ever seen. You know, you don't get your picture on the Wheaties box when you're in high school <laughs> unless you're a great player. But, uh, you know, obviously uh, Rick Spielman, everybody knows him around here, and uh, he's an awful good player. I I saw him, you know, right away at uh, Nebraska as a freshman, and I thought, wow. And I, I talked, uh, you know, the coaches there, and they said, well, yeah, we got him because uh, Chris Spielman was in doing a game, and he said, I think everybody's overlooking – you know, my nephew, we better, you better take a look at him there in Minnesota. They did. They took him, and they were right. He's a good player. You, so you recruited Chris Spielman but not Rick Spielman? What was the difference? Um, <laughs> talent. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at both of them, though, right? No, I'll tell you a great story. Uh, their dad, Sonny Spielman, was the coach of uh, Canton Timken High School. When I was at Ohio State, that was part of my recruiting area, and I stopped in there one day, and both Chris and Rick were running around, just young kids, and and uh, Sonny called them in to, you know, to talk to me and introduce me. And after they left, they said, he said he told me he says, Rick's a good player. He said, little Chris is going to be a great player. You keep your eye <laughs> they out knew, him. huh? <laughs> and Dad was right. <laughs> Have you got much contact? With P.G. Fleck? Uh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. He said, do you have much contact with P.J. Fleck? Do you see him often? Uh, you know, I don't. Um, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the season and stuff. I, You know, I, I know what it's like to be a head football coach at a Big Ten conference. He is so busy, and I, I sure don't want to take any of his time. I, I really like P.J. I think he's doing a good job. I'm in his corner. I hope, uh, you know, Minnesota – uh, wins that West Division, gets the Indianapolis, wins it all, gets to the Rose Bowl or, or better. But I've told him a number of times, if I can ever help, he's got my phone number. Just call because I'd do anything I could to help the Gophers. Lynn Mason, always a pleasure. We'll get your MERS <laughs> certificate for the best seeking town. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Any- it much. Anytime, guys. Glenn Mason, nice enough to join us. Plenty more to come. Kirk Cousins, Dave St. Peter, and more still on the agenda. Why? Because it's a sports huddle, and that's what we do. Welcome back to Sports Huddle. Mike Max, Sid Hartman, Dave Moore will be back next week. Joining us, Dave St. Peter and Dave, let's start with last night. A rain. Take me through what happens when it starts raining and you can't tell how long it's going to be before you play a game. Uh, where do you go from that? Where do you start? And, and you know, are you looking right away at at open dates if you don't get it in? What what happens? Well, Mike and said, good to be with you. You know, obviously, it's it's really really hard to predict Mother Nature, Mike, but. We do our best. You know, we obviously have outside help. We we have you know on staff meteorologists, so they're here every game, and and they help they help provide us the latest models. Um, Matt Hoyer, who's our head of operations, really plays point from a twins perspective and serves as a really direct liaison with Rocco Baldelli, um, our manager, obviously with the umpires, with uh, in last night's case uh, Terry Francona, and there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of things that go into it. You know, clearly you know. Um, you know, obviously, fans are, are, are certainly a consideration. Uh, we want to get these games in. We knew there were a lot of people here last night that had traveled maybe a great distance that wouldn't be able to come back. Uh, at the same time, you, you want to put your players in the best possible position to have success. And, you know, playing in rain is not ideal for anybody. So 
um, you know, you, do, you try to do the best you can. And, uh, you know, over time, I think uh, we've demonstrated that here, but it's far from perfect. And just really happy. One, one we were able to play the game last night. Uh, two, it was generally a pretty comfortable night, despite some sprinkles here and there. And three, we won the ball game. So that's the best possible outcome. You have tickets left for today's game with uh, Cleveland. We do, said We're cranking pretty good this morning, uh, but we do. We have seats available. We'd love to sell today's game out. We've got a little ways to go to do that. I'd expect at a minimum a crowd count in the mid-30s. Uh, we'd love to be in the upper 30s. And uh, um, obviously a huge game here today against Cleveland. And then uh, we're on the road for a bit before coming home against the White Sox uh, uh, later in the month. You know, it's a little bit different when the Twins go to Milwaukee. You know, it used to be, particularly probably when they played in the Dome and, and people had a chance to play open air, and, it, and it's during the week. But And I know you, you're not in charge of the Milwaukee uh, ticket base, but you see how many come from Milwaukee. Do you, will a lot of Twins fans go to Milwaukee this week? Yeah, yeah. I anticipate, Mike, we're going to have a nice contingent of Minnesota Twins fans in Milwaukee on Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, it's so close. There's obviously a natural rivalry. And, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of folks that are behind the Bomba squad. People love the Twins. And uh, that, you know, I think we've seen it in Kansas City this year. We're going to see it in Milwaukee. We saw it in Chicago. So um, with where those games land in the middle of the summer, school's still not in session. I, I, I know we're going to see thousands and thousands of Twins fans down at the Brewers. And uh, the Brewers love it. They're going to probably sell out mm-hmm. both of those games. And they're going to sell it out based on the, 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 the support of the Twins. Is there a chance that Cruz might play again? We sure hope so, Sid. You know, that's certainly the, the hope. I mean, he's going to go see a specialist, uh, I believe, uh, early in the week here. Um, and I think that doctor's appointment is going to give us maybe some further clarity. But at the end of the day, if, if he's given the green light to try to play, I expect Nelson Cruz is going to try to play. And uh, it may come come down to, you know, how, how he does actually swinging a bat and over the course of time, whether he can withstand perhaps pain thresholds and things like that. But we're going to take it a day at a time. I think we're more encouraged today than we were a couple nights ago. And um, I know this. I know that if Nelson Cruz can play and battle through it, he's a strong enough man that, uh, you know, I, I know he'll try to do everything he can for this team to help us put us in the best possible position to win. What are some of the big things you're, you're thinking about remodeling Target Field? Well, we've got a lot of things on our plate. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking about scoreboards here, Sid. I think that's probably the biggest thing from a fan perspective over the next few years that are being contemplated. You know, how long are we going to go with the original scoreboard? What, what's new? What can we add that, that helps drive fan experience? Uh, we're focused a lot on, uh, on food and beverage and concession stands and maybe trying to remake some of those areas and frankly improve from a, uh, not only from a food and beverage offerings, but also the service side of things. How can we serve our fans better? Um, we're contemplating the suite level, uh, whether there's some things there within those areas as we renew a lot of our, our, our original suite holders. There are going to be some improvements made there. Um, you know, and then beyond that, Sid, we're, we're also talking about some, some things that I think celebrate the history of the franchise. So there's some things we're working on around how we can do a better job of showcasing memorabilia and and, and tw- the Twins Hall of Fame and things of that nature. So um, we're always finding ways to make it better. That's a push from our ownership, which we're very blessed to have. And I think that our fans appreciate that. Dave, in, the, in Big League Baseball, how much are you swapping stories and information with, with other teams? In other words, is there some kind of communication where, you know, Houston says, hey, we, we found a way, we found that nachos sell better in right field before the game than they do behind home plate. I mean, is it constant sharing of information that way? And do you get a lot from other teams? 
Yeah, it, it, it is pretty collegial, Mike. You know, we, we really compete hard on the diamond, so I, I wouldn't say there's a lot of sharing on the baseball side. On <laughs> yeah. The business side, when it comes to attracting fans, when it comes to growing the game, when it comes to fan experience or ballpark experience, I think there's a, there's a ton of sharing. And uh, not just within baseball, but I can tell you, we try to push toward other venues, other sports, even in town, whether what they're doing at the Exo Energy Center, what they're doing you know, over at U.S. Bank Stadium. And then even beyond sports in general, just entertainment venues. You know, what can we learn from from uh, from other you know uh, uh, you know industries that are that are drawing people and, and really trying to service their customers. So uh, that's really in some ways I think that's an important part of my role and, and other leaders here at the Twins is we've got to look for ways to get better. The best way to do that I think is to look outside and and, and to really assess kind of what can be applied here. How about? Uh, uh... Tech, tech, technology in uh, with uh, are you adding technology all the time? Yeah, you know we've we've added a ton on the baseball operations side, Sid. You know all throughout our player development system and the way we uh, the way we use it as a development tool with with all of our players, I think is important. Um, you know we're going to look to add additional technology or target field. I think we're going to go through a pretty significant upgrade of our Wi-Fi network. Uh, inside of the ballpark and then earlier i mentioned scoreboard so that's obviously a huge technology piece but you know the pace of change in this world is uh is uh you know it's it's daunting and we're trying to do our best to, like every company to keep up with it and i think it makes a huge difference again in terms of not just for our employees but for our fans yeah you know we had randy dobnik on he just made his debut in the big leagues of course and devin smeltzer did this year and thorpe and, and every time their parents are there at the game when a guy gets called up a pitcher and you don't know when he's going to pitch a lot of times what happens? Somebody asked me this. How do you always get your parents to the game? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, imagine, Mike, if you were going to make your major league debut, I think you'd, you'd, you'd do everything you could to, 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 to get those folks to the ballpark. You know, obviously, you know, you can't predict how a game is going to play out. Yeah. Not, not every time a guy's here in uniform for the first time he gets into the game. But I think families do everything they can to share that moment. I, I know we try to give our players as much of a heads up as possible when they're coming and, and so that people kind of scramble to, to make it happen. But um, those are great stories. Those are great moments. And Randy Dubnik is certainly the latest in a long series of that we've had even this year. You know, your, your schedule next year, have you got that yet? Sid, we're going to actually, I think Major League Baseball is going to release our 2020 schedule here uh, over the course of the next week, maybe even early in the week. So, I know this. We're going to open on the road, Sid. I'll, I'll just I'll just say that we're going to open out in, uh, in the West Coast. I think in Oakland uh, in late March, and our home opener will be here on April the second. So we'll buy at least a week uh, of uh, of time to hopefully get a little bit warmer weather here in Minnesota come early April. I'm not going to tell you what to do on opening day, but there's a pretty good chance that a veteran will have turned 100 just a few weeks before. There's got to be a first pitch in there or something somewhere. Yeah, it's remarkable. I, uh, you're right about that, Mike. It's uh, that's something we all can look forward to. One one big birthday party on April second here at Target Field. A lot of tickets left for today's Cleveland <laughs> game. And thank you, St. Dave, St. Peter. We'll get your emergency certificate for a big stake there. All right, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Appreciate it very much, Dave. St. Peter, President, of Minnesota Twins. Plenty more to come.
You're listening to Sports Huddle, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, as is the case. You know, we're trying to get more and more phone calls. We're trying to leave more and more time. We just end up with so many good guests that we can't say no to. When, we, when, we, when they say yes, we put them on. 651-989-9226, if you'd like to give a thought, a comment, or a question to Sid Hartman or myself, you're listening to Sports Huddle. Welcome back, Sports Auto. Mike Max and Sid Hartman. Dave Mona back next week. Taking your phone call, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Let's go to Jim in Minneapolis. Jim, you're on. Hey, how you guys doing? I turned everything off so you could hear me real well. This is Jim, Jim Ramirez. I got a question for you. Do you think the Twins can come up on Cleveland beat them again today like they did yesterday, like they were the lost stepchild. But the thing of it is, how about them Vikings? Let me tell you about the Twins first, though, because that's what I started on. And I'm trying to get this in as quick as possible so you guys can take my call, and hopefully you can hear me on the air. Um, Let me let you know this. One thing about the Twins, they look like they can win any kind of way. Small ball, long ball, does not matter. The thing of it is, they stay in the game. I'm right here. Hey, hang on a minute. I got to. I got to relocate. Okay, hang on. Yep. We're with you, Jim, because you still haven't finished your thought. Yep. The Twins are really strong. Okay. Baseball, long ball. It doesn't matter. Yep. So, can you guys keep me on the radio? Because I, I, I mean, on the phone. Because I haven't got my radio on. Yeah, we we just did. We 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 just did. Now, did you have a Vikings comment too for Sid? Yeah, the comment about the Vikings is that offense with Mathis, the the young guy that took over from Murray, looks really really fired. He's got a small, short guy, but what? I am. See, I'm have to relocate again. Why do you have to relocate, Jim? Huh? How come you have to keep relocating? Because I'm excited about the. I'm hollering, and I want to make sure you can hear me because I want the fans to know that the Vikings got Mathis. I, I like that BB kid. That kid's really smart. He reminds me of a West, a young, a young, smaller Wes Walker. If he fits the same mode. Okay. Are you good now? Oh, wow. How about uh, Manum? Is Manum the quarterback name that's going to be backup? Yeah. yeah. He looks really strong, too. The Vikings look like they got a good dynamic defense and offense. A, a dynamic most defensively. How do you pronounce that one kid's name? Mustafa? Mahafa? Mahafa? Hercules. Hercules. There you go. Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm enjoying the conversation with you guys. Sorry I took most of it up. And I'll just sit back and listen if you leave me on the air on the phone instead of the radio. Okay. Thank, thank you, Jim. We get the gist. That's that's a sense of optimism, Sid Hartman. Uh, do you want to take those one at a time, or, or how, how would you like to go through that order, that uh, Jim's commentary and your thoughts on it? What's that now? D- did you think Jim made some legitimate points? Do you agree with him? Yeah. What do you think? I, I think he was. Uh, I think the Twins can win playing long ball. I don't know if they can win playing small ball, but he was encouraged. Now, you think that the Cleveland Indians are still the team to beat? Absolutely. I think uh, if they were healthy and they had Cruz and they had Buxton, I would say they would do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have either one of them now. And. If Cleveland gets some injuries like they got, I think Cleveland has to get hurt. Cleveland gets that pitcher back that broke his arm, and he's he's a knee. They're going to be much better the rest of the season. Corey Kluber. Yeah. 
Corey Kluber, and we heard from Brad Hand earlier uh, today. And six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you want to jump on with us, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Give us a call. We'll keep the phone lines open as long as we can here this half hour. We don't know uh, what else we might have. We're waiting on some calls, etc. The Vikings. You came away optimistic or pessimistic after watching them against New Orleans? I don't know what to, what to think. I think that I think Green Bay is really improved. How so? What they do? Well, I think they went out and signed a bunch of free agents. Good ones? I haven't really looked that I, close. I wrote a column this week. Oh, you the did? The offensive line of Cleveland is so much better than the Viking offensive line. Cleveland? Cleveland or Green Bay? Uh, Green Bay you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you said Cleveland. Go ahead. Green Bay, their offensive line is so much better than the Vikings. It's unbelievable. Okay. And they got... A great quarterback. Uh, I just think Green Bay's better. I think. Uh, the, well, Chicago's the team to beat. Very, yeah, they're the team to beat. But Green Bay will be good too. Well, you're concerning me now, man. I was kind of optimistic about the Vikings, but you don't think that uh, you don't share that same sense. Oh, we'll see. I think the Vikings will be better. I think Cousins has to have a much better year. I think he will. And uh, you talked to him the other night. He seems very optimistic. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, who is it, Devin? Jack. Jack on line one. Jack, you're on. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, You know, I want you guys to address this issue with Fox Sports Network not being shown on Dish Network because they've got some dispute going. There's a lot of people, especially a lot of elderly people that depend on, they have Dish Network and they want to watch these games. It's going on three weeks or whatever now. They haven't been able to watch the Twins. Yet there's no discussion, no blame, whatever. We'd rather talk about all this other stuff. That means nothing to anybody. Who is to blame here? Is it somebody at Fox Sports Network? Is it somebody at Dish Network? Give us a name so we know who to go after on this thing. You ask a really good question, and I wish I had the answer for it, because the answer really is, you know, it's a money game, and who do you blame? Well, it depends on how much you think uh, the value of having having it on your um uh, your entree is there because I'm a Dish Network subscriber as well, so I don't get the twins either. And normally I'm in working, but when I'm not and I'm home, all of a sudden it dawns on you. Now, we, we are not happy about that, but we, I mean, obviously, CCO Radio is a big player in this as well, and we get uh, a great listenership, and it's, it's fun to listen to the twins on, on CCO Radio. But these cable disputes, we just went through one. Uh, on Channel uh, Four with DirecTV, now it was a, it was a national thing. It wasn't just here locally. It was it was being negotiated at a higher level, and it's the same thing with this. It's people that are, that are uh, at a level bigger than local that are negotiating this. The Dish is a national company. Fox is a national company, and they get caught up in what what's the value of the price. So I wish, and I'm not begging off this question because I know exactly what you mean. Who do you go after? It's it's the same with everything else. Uh, uh, that you get, you know, Comcast, and you, you know, you don't get internet for a couple of days, and they don't, they don't reduce your bill ever, do they? Uh, who do you go after? Who's the name? And I can't give you that, but it's a very frustrating uh, uh, part of this. Uh, Dave Mona told us a couple of weeks ago to check out YouTube TV as, as an alternative, and and I, I don't know. I I, I meant to look into this. I have not yet. Uh, I don't know. I, it sounds like they carry the Twins games, etc. Uh, Sid was looking into it. He wanted it installed right now today as soon as he heard about it. But I don't know enough about that. But that is the one thing that you have in your favor is you get to change carriers if you want. Well, and that's fine. And they could change the dish. I mean, we understand that. And that's, uh, 
you know, no, you're what, asking the right question. Be, I wish I had an answer for you. Well, it's just we can never get a name. No, I know you can't. And, and you know, she can get a lot of prompts if you ever make a phone call, right? Well, we may end up trying to do that. But, I mean, somebody needs to get their ass kicked here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you summed it up. Thanks for your call. Uh, it's very frustrating, especially when you get addicted to a team or something like that. Uh, and it gets taken away from you. Uh, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. I had a chance to visit with him. Sid is right here, some of that interview. We all sit out here, and, and, and you get analyzed all the time when you're the quarterback, and, and you get all these people analyzing you. Analyze yourself. What was what, Analyze Kirk Cousins last year. Last year? Um, what? Just at, at 30,000 feet. I had my best year of my career so far. That's not saying a whole lot because it's not like I've won a Super Bowl or done anything that you know we want to do here, but... Uh, uh, did a lot of really good things. That being said, obviously there was a ton of frustration coming away at eight, seven, and one, losing that last game at home, and so you left with that bittersweet taste. And um, uh, it was certainly more bitter than sweet. And you know, this year now we've got to build on what we started last year and uh, continue to have more chemistry with receivers and tight ends and running backs in the system and coaches and just continue stronger and stronger communication so that hopefully. Um, you know, this fall is a much better year, and uh, and we're, we're playing meaningful football deep into January and hopefully into February. One of the things that you did in Atlanta where your in-laws are is you took advantage of it. You went over to the office of Fran Tarkington. Yes. And you sat down with him and talked football. What did you get out of that? Well, I got a lot out of that. We, we talked football. We also talked life. Fran has been so successful in so many areas, uh, including football. And I just wanted to glean from him. And, and Fran has a lot of energy. Yeah. And he's a talker. And so you ask one question and he'll get going. And so it was an easy conversation. And he was very kind to host me and, and give of his time. You know, he just turned 79, I believe. So uh, to give up his time like that to me meant a lot. And I just loved hearing the stories, you know, and hearing of his experience living up here and playing here, the teammates he played with, you know, Coach Grant, those, even going to the Giants and then coming back. Yeah. You know, all that was involved in that. Um, you know, and you just get to see that this is where my life is headed in terms of someday I hope to be 79 and looking back on my career. And what do I want to be looking back on? What do I want it to have looked like? And let's make sure we're doing everything we can right now in my early 30s to make sure that when I'm 79 and I'm Fran, that uh, I'm proud of what I look back on. I would imagine there are certain things that only a quarterback really understands that's been in the NFL, right? I mean, sure. there's got to be conversations that only another quarterback's going yeah. to understand. Uh, absolutely. I think there are times where Fran, you know, would make a comment, and then before he even needed to finish his sentence, he said, you know how it is. You know, you yeah. know what it's like. I don't need to tell you. And so that, that kindred spirit and understanding of the pressure and what you go through and how challenging it can be and even just dealing with teammates and coaches and, and media and also family and other things outside of football that pile on you, um, there is something unique about playing the you know, quarterback position and all that comes with it. Uh, you got another quarterback in camp by the name of Gary Kubiak yeah. who came in and has played the position, obviously, and been a head coach. And we're all kind of watching from far trying to figure out how this works. What does he mean to the offense? And specifically, how do you interact? Well, Gary is the way he's described. He's really an advisor, a consultant. Uh, he's overseeing. He's providing input whenever he can. But uh, he's also deferring to Kevin. You know, Kevin is the one uh, calling Stefanski. the plays. Kevin Stefanski is the one, uh, you know, getting everybody lined up, leading the meetings, holding the remote, uh, leading the film. So it's Kevin's show. Uh, there's a lot of input from Gary and from Rick Dennison and from Brian Periani and from Glenn Kubiak and, and Drew Petzing. But at the end of the day, um, 
you know, it's Kevin's show, and Gary certainly with his experience, you know, we lean on him quite a bit. Kirk Cousins. I got to tell you one quick story, folks. Uh, Sid Hartman, I was just telling you, I, I was in Winona a couple weeks ago for a Going to the Lake series on WCCO-TV, and I said they've got Paul Gio Field there uh, in Winona, named after the late Paul Gio, who you knew very well. And when I said that, you said to me, what about Paul Gio in Winona? Paul Gio lives at 520 Sioux Street in Winona, Minnesota. <laughs> How about that? And I went up there many, many times. <laughs> he and I were very tight, and his parents were great people. And I went up there, and they had a uh, had a, a broadcaster. I can't think of his name. Check somebody uh-huh. who I got to know real well sure. too. I said Paul Gio, and he gave his address. How about that? Take a break. Come back. Your calls to us away. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. It's your show. Sid and I are just here taking the call. Stay with us. 651-989-9226 if you want to get on with us. Um, here's a couple of texts that we got. I have watched the twins on FUBU, YouTube TV, and Hulu Live. These are all streaming services. Uh, I had Sling, which dropped Fox Sports North. Um, so I guess you kind of got to follow that. I need to get more up to speed on some of that. Um, but, uh, there are, are alternatives and I've always had good luck with the dish in terms of their service, uh, um, they, they've always been good to talk to as opposed to some of the places that you sign up with. Uh, they've been pretty good to work with, but this is obviously a, a standoff at a, at, at a much higher level. Uh, Mike Max, Sid Hartman, the sports huddle. Uh, Sid, the Gopher football team you, you were at yesterday. Uh, you've seen a lot of training camps in your day. Optimistic, pessimistic, what do you see when you watch it uh, through your naked eye? I'm very optimistic. I think they finish this season very strong. Beating Wisconsin, beating that journey. They got a, a lot of kids coming back. They only got 12 seniors on the whole team. Uh, yeah, the only bad thing is they lost that cord right. That Annex said if um, Morgan gets hurt, they could be in trouble. They have to have a, a freshman quarterback. But I think they, they got a good schedule. They don't play Michigan. They don't play Michigan State. And they don't play... Ohio State. Next year, they got a much tougher. Tougher, yep. yep. If they if they don't do it this year, yep. Look out. Next year will be tough. Let's go to Jeff next and year, Rock. They play Michigan yeah. and Michigan State next yeah. year. Let's go to Jeff in Rochester. Jeff, you're on. Good morning, Sid. That name of that legend that we known on the radio is Chuck Williams. Chuck I'm Williams. Amazed, I'm amazed at your memory. You're phenomenal. Isn't he something? Day. Yeah, I tell you that. Thank you, Jeff. That Winona is a town too. That's a, that's a, that's a gem, man. That is a cool place with the river and the lakes that they've got down there. Do we have time for one more phone call? Absolutely. Let's go to McKenna on line one. McKenna, you're on. Hi. Who do you think the backup quarterback will be for the Vikings this year? Good question, McKenna. Uh, I think it'll be. Uh, uh, well, I'll let Sid answer. Who do you think the backup quarterback for the Vikings will be this year? I don't have any idea. Either. Got three guys, and we'll see what happens. What's the Y O S T E R? I'm sorry. What's the three core names? What uh, you talking about? Sean Merriman. Sean uh, Merriman. 
Uh, he's going to be the quarterback. He's going to be the backup quarterback. Slaughter's getting some time. They don't have a a real quarterback with with a lot of experience. Oh yeah, he does. He'll be he'll be just fine. Take a break. Come back six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Sid Hartman, some final thoughts on the other side. You're listening to the Sports Huddle. You're home to the again first place Minnesota Twins. Welcome back. Sports Huddle. Mike Max, Sid Hartman with you. We'll see if we can work in a couple more callers. Let's go to Jackson in Duluth. Jackson, you're on. Hi. Do you think Matt Dumba will be available for the first wild game? I do think he'll be available. He's uh, okay. He had the injury, of course, but uh, uh, everything that I've heard is that that's, that's healing just fine. So I, I think he will be. Uh, Sydney, any thoughts on Matt Dumba and whether or not he'll be back for the Wild or that injury, if it will linger at all? What's that? Matt Dumba. One more time. But let's skip that one. Let's. Uh, I I, I, I want to add one more what thing do, to that. What do you think? I, I think he will be. Uh, tomorrow night on Channel 4, i got a neat piece with Tom Curvers, the acting general manager for the Minnesota Wild right now, who was diagnosed with lung cancer back in, uh, just a shocker, back in January. And uh, we went out and spent some time with he and his family uh, last night, and uh, his wife Heather and his two boys, and uh, his two daughters as well, and, and, and how that's what they've learned and how it's affected their lives and, and changed their lives, uh, you know, really forever. Uh, but we'll bring you that story tomorrow night at 10 o'clock on WCCO-TV. And I had uh, Tom on the other night on Sports to the Max, and we talked about it as well. So it, it's a good story. Sid, you had something you wanted to say. Well, I hope the Vikings have a, a big year. Let's hope the Twins, we got so many love it and lose it in this town. Uh, got to have some winners. Yeah. And the Vikings and the Twins got the best chance. But you, you, you basically told me you're optimistic about the Gophers and not so optimistic about the Twins or the Vikings, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we'll see if that changes at all. Let's go to Jay and Lindstrom. Jay, we'll take you quick. Hi. Um, I've got a uh, comment about the uh, article in the St. Paul paper I read this, this morning mm-hmm. about the Twins and uh, limiting the number of games, Burt Blylevin is going to be working as their color man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, my, my opinion is that Burt Blylevin is the best color man that they have on that show, bar none. And uh, some of the other people who fill in when he's not there uh, make the broadcast almost unlistenable as far as I'm concerned. I, I turn the sound down and uh, just, just watch the game. And I'm just I'm just curious to as to why they would be cutting yeah. ties with their best color man. Jay, Jay, appreciate the call. I don't, I don't have anything to say about that. We're just uh, we're plenty pleased with what we got on WCCO Radio right now, but that's a, a decision the Fox Sports North and, and the Twins make uh, more than we do. We love Burt. We like the other guys as well. Sydney, final thoughts? Have a good. Fun. Just say have a good week, everybody. Let's hope to win, win today. Still and tickets available. Huh? Still uh, tickets, tickets available. available. We're out of here. Thanks, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.